whether you want to stay in an environment where you're just, you know, you're working for a hospital and I think it's never been more important if you want to grow either professionally or you want to grow your own brand and kind of take it on the road and that sort of thing. It's never been more important than it is today to work on your digital indicators of authority. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly Allograph for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's 561-962-1231. On with the show. Welcome to the Red Generative Warrior Podcast. My name is Dr. Ross Carter. My guest today, we're on video today, is Josh Elledge. Welcome, Josh. How are you? Dr. Ross, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So this podcast is really for medical professionals and doctors who really want to help more people and be more successful. And when I read about you and learned about you, I was like, this is a great idea to help doctors because doctors are typically a little bit behind on times in terms of marketing themselves. And you are an expert in this area. Can you tell me more about your area of specialty. Yeah, for sure. So I've failed in business a number of times, you know, was working in corporate America, you know, got enamored with the internet. And so did a number of internet, either marketing or development, you know, started some websites. And some of these businesses failed, some of them failed spectacularly. And about 12 years ago, I started a company called Savings Angel. And there was something that was different about how I started Savings Angel that made a big difference. And that is, is that I really, really focused on my visibility and my authority. And I really invested into just trying to get in front of as many audiences as possible. And that became like my A number one job. It's like, right. look, I'll systematize as much as I can on the back end, you know, hire the right people, that sort of thing. But I absolutely need to be out on stages, either virtual or literally. For me, I spent a good deal of my time actually working in radio, TV, and then I actually started writing a newspaper column. And okay. so as a result of that work, uh, started doing local radio, which then became major market radio, then syndicated radio, TV, local TV, that became syndicated TV, newspaper, started writing a local newspaper column that became a syndicated newspaper column. And all told, I've actually been in the media now over 2,000 times. And so that 
actually led to Savings Angel generated more than $6 million in revenue with, get this, less than $500 spent in advertising. So oh, well, every, we have to know the secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything we did was all about just truly, truly serving the masses and just giving away all my best stuff. And then naturally, we had products and services available for people. You know, we worked out our revenue model that way. And I think that in today's economy, it's so important that, that we often focus, if you focus on building the audience first, then I think that that's probably a better way to go rather than just saying, well, I'm one funnel away from, you know, taking a Scrooge McDuck, you know, diving into piles of gold bullion and coins and stuff. It's generally today, you build the audience first, you find out what your audience wants and needs, and then you communicate and you serve them in a way. And then eventually you ask them, where would you like to go from here? What do you want next? Because we're not fortune tellers. We don't know what the market wants. I mean, we might have a great idea for a skin cream or something like that, but if the market rejects it, then that's a whole waste of time and money. And so it's better to truly work with a pre-built audience and then really working with them to develop what you're going to build your profit centers around. It's such a better way to do that in 2019 and beyond. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what we did. So Savings Angel, we just really, really were focused on giving the masses what they wanted, just giving tons and tons of value as a consumer educator and then that's really what led to the Savings Angel. And by the way, you know, with that success, this kind of brings me to phase two is, you know, I just think anytime you're successful in business, you, you should give back. And so one thing I really love doing is I love doing pro bono work for brand new startups. And I do lots of group stuff. I do lots of virtual stuff. And I've done some individual mentoring. And when I started teaching people my secrets of like how I was able to get in the media 2,000 times, they started following my advice. It started working for them. And then they wanted to hire me <laughs> because they saw that, wow, if, if Josh's free stuff is this good, imagine what would happen if I actually paid the guy. And exactly. sure enough, that's what has now become up my influence where we've been able to, we turn thoughtful entrepreneurs into media celebrities. It's kind of cool what we do. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So if a doctor, would this apply as well to a doctor as opposed to, you know, someone who does other services? Yeah, absolutely. So whether you want to stay in an environment where you're just, you know, you're working for a hospital and I think it's never been more important if you want to go grow either professionally or you want to grow your own brand and kind of take it on the road and that sort of thing. If you want to advance professionally, it's never been more important than it is today to work on your digital indicators of Authority. authority. Your indicators of authority will blaze a trail for you where you will feel like you're just living a charmed life. Opportunities will come out of the woodwork. People will email you for no reason whatsoever. You just opportunities to speak, opportunities to present, new career opportunities, new employers will be reaching out to you. Why? Because they come across your work online when you invest in this work in your digital authority and you work on your indicators of authority. What are these? Stuff just happens. It's like magic. But the thing is, is if you're just out there grinding it out and, you know, for my business owner friends out there, you're hunting and gathering all the time, you're in the hamster wheel. And we got to break you out of that hamster wheel and start working on that brand so you can start 
farming instead. So we want to move you from hunter-gatherer to an agrarian society and ultimately build the civilization to last a lifetime. We're using, I'm a Civ 4, Civ 5, Civ 6 player. <laughs> okay. So what are these indicators of authority? Sure, sure. And for some people, this is going to be different, right? There are some common ones, I think, that are pretty universal. But usually the best way for me to answer that question is for me to work with someone and say, okay, let's imagine that you have 10 times the authority that you currently have in your industry. Okay, just pretend for me. What do you imagine your LinkedIn would look like? Again, if you had 10 times the authority, what would your profile image look like? What would your cover image look like? What would your intro look like? What would your work history look like? Okay, the work history and stuff, that's going to be a little bit more challenging to really push the needle on this. But just imagine like your overall branding. Okay, what would that look like? How about media opportunities? If you had 10 times the authority, what kind of things do you think would just naturally happen for you? And so if I were wanting to check you out, what do you think people would do? So usually, like if you reach out to me as a journalist and you say, Josh, I'd really love for you to talk about me in your syndicated newspaper column because I'm doing X. Right. So what would you imagine, what things do you think that I would look for to decide whether or not it's a good use of my time to intro you to my audience? Because it's not my job. It's not my job to promote your thing. But I will if I feel like interviewing you or if I feel like my audience really needs to know about your thing. I feel like as a journalist or an influencer, I feel like showcasing you is going to be a major get for me. Okay. So how can you impress me in that way? And so I would start by saying it's going to fall into three categories. Where do these indicators of authority come from? Number one, is there evidence of your success? Like, I'm going to see, well, have you been celebrated for something? Is there some way I can go to your website and I can see some sort of indication that you've actually done something? So these would be like success metrics. You know, the fact that you work with a very prestigious employer might be one, for example. The fact that you, um, be careful because this kind of blends in with number two I'm about to share, but just things like, it looks like you've had good results. So when you go to Savings Angel, for example, I want you to see, okay, I see happy people here. It looks like this is a site that a lot of people go to. Like, I want to give that indication. So testimonials would qualify? Yeah, yeah. So testimonials, I think, would actually fall under number one. And that would be, again, indicators of your success. This is actually the hardest one for me to influence in reviews and in, in that sort of thing. So I would do an inventory, finding out what your greatest successes are. And I would want to make sure that that stuff is communicated very well. I'll tell right. you that our tendency is to not do this very well. Most of us feel like we're bragging, we're humble bragging. It's going to come yep. across as inauthentic. But here's the thing. You can do this in a way, and this is where I do a lot of media training, you can communicate your successes in a way where it feels authentic, where you're grateful for the opportunity. You know, having been invited by the Tony Robbins organization to teach his audience, you know, when people find out that about me, 
That's actually one where I have an agreement where I'm not allowed to advertise that, but I can tell stories about it if it comes up in conversation. I can include it in my bio. So I'm going to use every word that I possibly can. You know, as I speak in social media marketing world, have lots of other indicators. So those would be metrics of, you know, indications of my success. Actually, those would probably, some of those would fall under category three, which I'll get to in just a second. But category two, and this is huge today, okay. is social proof. And so you better believe that if you're trying to work with, let's say you want an influencer to say something nice about you and influencers, do they have the power to instantly wave their magic wand and get you a ton of sales? Absolutely. Can influencers in your industry by networking with them, do you think that they could give you some visibility that could really help you professionally? Absolutely. And again, for different industries and different businesses, you know, those influences are going to be different, but the social proof. And so social proof would be, I go to your social media accounts. You're saying Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yes, absolutely. So Twitter is a really important one. If you want to grow professionally, like we go to conferences, usually Twitter handles are pretty all over the place, right? Yeah. So how many followers do you have? And does it look like you have decent engagement? And so if you have that, then what's going to happen psychologically is... I'm going to feel like, oh, this must be a popular place. And if other people believe in this person, this brand, I don't want to get left behind. If you are an industry expert and you've got a lot of followers, that's only going to help you professionally. Like this is one thing that HR looks at. HR looks, you know, potential employers look at social media. It is just the way things go today. And so it's really important that you have a really great social media appearance. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. And then number three, Dr. Ross, would be your associations. Who are you seen with? And I apologize, I kind of went into that with number two, but your associations. So when you are seen as being highlighted on stage when you have this other, well, let's say bad example, you know, but Dr. Oz or something like that. That's not a good necessarily. In some circles, it's a great example. Other circles would be like, oh, no way. But let's say that uh, you're on the Dr. Oz show being celebrated for your thing. All right. That would be an association. And for certain circles, that's going to be really valuable. And so you'd want to- For many patients who watch that show, I mean, obviously- Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, for a very, I'd say B to C, in the B to C world, I still think that there's a lot of respect there, even if he has supported some quackery (laughs) over the years. (laughs) I'm with you. So those are the three main indicators. Yeah. So it's, again, it's indicators of your success would be number one. Your social proof is number two, and your associations would be number three. And by the way, getting quoted in major publications and journals and that sort of thing, those are associations. Being invited to give a TEDx talk, having a Wikipedia article about you, those are, I would put as associations because those okay. are really big brands. And they're like, look, if Ted, you know, the TEDx stage trusted this person enough to put them on stage, then I should trust them. 
And that's kind of what we're talking about. It's kind of like, or doing media for authority as opposed to visibility would be another reason you'd want to bump up your associations. Let's say a person wants to go have a high-end procedure. I mean, has the consumer changed the way they do things? Yeah. So one of my favorite books of this year came out in January. It's called Marketing Rebellion. It's written by Mark Schaefer, who's a friend of mine. And this book, listen, if there's one book you read, if you want to know where the market has been and is headed, it's this book. Consumers, and we're all consumers. And I don't care who you're talking to. If you're talking to a room of investors, if you're talking to a board of medical professionals, if you're talking to, you know, a board of your peers, you know, whatever it is, okay, they are all going to make, we're all consumers. And so we make judgments. We look for things before we even take a meeting, before we respond to an email, before we return a phone call, before we say, yeah, sure, let's have her come and and present to the board or whatever, okay? We're all going to do our, what we consider to be due diligence. And another thing, and this is an interesting psychological phenomenon that I've seen, is that there is a belief that, Dr. Ross, you probably think you're a really, really good judge of character, and you probably are. And we also sometimes believe, most of us, that we have an uncanny ability to figure people out at a level that other people can't. And so we all pride ourselves on our ability to figure people out really, really quickly. At some level, we have this belief. But all we're doing is just using the tools. See, I learned this for 12 years of being a consumer advocate and a consumer expert, is studying consumer behavior. I saw this. And in fact, 12 years ago, I was saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't buy that furniture until you use this tool, this tool, this tool, and this website, and this website, and this website to figure out whether or not that's a smart decision. Because we all have instant access to check people out and it's freely available, we're going to use it. Everybody knows how to use these tools now. And so what your job should be is if you want to be mindful of your own personal brand and your presence, you got to get there before they do you got to fix this stuff. So we can go through a bunch of these different, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, you know, I mentioned TED and, you know, TEDx and have a Wikipedia article and, you know, being in the media, that sort of thing. There's a lot you can spend time on, which is why sometimes it, you know, it might make sense that you bring in some experts to kind of help you out on this because there are a lot of places you can be. Well, okay. So if a doctor was like, where would I start? What's some things I can immediately do maybe to start this process of improving my influence and my authority? Step one is that you need to have a great headshot. I cannot stress this enough in today's economy. I've done a lot of research on the power of a headshot and it is our calling card like hundreds of thousands of people are going to see that headshot. And, you know, the picture's worth a thousand words, all that kind of stuff. It really, really matters. We consumers have never been more inundated with noise. And so sometimes all you're going to get is a split second of someone's attention. And then based on and it's usually going to be your headshot. Like it's either going to be, that headshot's going to be in the signature email. They're going to see it on social media. They're going to see it somewhere, somehow connected with some sort of impression associated with you. And they are going to make a judgment. And that judgment of that headshot will determine whether they go to step two or not. 
we're the Tinder generation now. We're at yes. swipe left, swipe right, and we do that within a nanosecond. So it's probably the best use of your two, $300 to go get really great headshots. But you need to understand that not all photographers understand what's truly going to perform. You need to go in ahead of time and say, my biggest thing that I need to convey is X. Right. Now, for a lot of folks in the medical field, one of those things that you're going to want to communicate is competence. Like you need to communicate authority, competence, and respect, especially if you're not as much consumer focused, right? If you're like direct consumer and you have like, you're selling a skincare line or some something that, you know, an app or something that consumers are buying, then what I would urge you to do would be to sprinkle in more and more approachableness. So okay. take a look at the big, big, big doctor, you know, brands, you know, Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Raz, Dr. Phil, you know, whatever, you know, these folks that are on the fringes of medicine, but nonetheless, there they are and they've got a successful brand like them or not. Take a look at their headshots. And so generally what you want to do is you want to look at the most successful people in your space, the ones that always seem to get all of the respect. And sometimes it makes you mad how much they get take a look at their headshots and you want to emulate a lot of what you see there, what they're wearing, what's in the background. I would say, you know, in some cases, like it's interesting what we get judged on. The fact that I'm wearing an Apple watch and the fact that I'm wearing a dark band for a wedding band that communicates something. I'm wearing a black collared shirt right now. What you see in my background, if you're watching this video, you see some video stuff in the background. What's going on there? Okay, all of this stuff is all very intentional. So when we do media training, man, I can't stress how important this stuff is. Now, if you can figure this stuff out, a lot of this stuff is kind of like this final 20 yard stuff, but it can mean the difference. Again, to go back to the dating metaphor, let's say on a scale from one to 10, you're like an eight, right? You've got it together, but your picture conveys seven, you're not going to attract a nine. You're just not. It's too far away. You might attract an eight, generally not. Mostly you're going to attract other sevens and below. And so what we want to do is if you're an eight, we want to come up with an image and a profile and a photo that communicates a nine. And when you do that, you're going to attract the other nines. The same thing happens, by the way, for like investors, partners, you know, every invitation that you want. We want the best invitations possible. And the only way to get that is you got to communicate your best self out there. It's about lowering this digital barrier because that's what we're leading with. You know, when we communicate with people in person, I mean, that's our best shot for people to truly get who we really are. I mean, they're going to feel our energy, our presence, our charisma, you know, or lack thereof, our confidence or lack thereof. You know, we're going to be able to feel so much, but generally that's where you're almost always going to get your highest score is in person. But the reality is we do so little commerce in person today. It's all digital. It's all electronic. And then hopefully, eventually, at some point, we'll move to the in-person, but maybe not so. So it's really important that you get your online presence to communicate your true score or better. Most of us are communicating way below where we really are. Excellent. I guess I better go take some headshots. <laughs> it, uh, listen, in terms of return on investment, okay, oh, 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 let me give you a free resource. When you get the headshots done, 
And I would recommend you take like your three best headshots. Now, I want you to bookmark this website. By the way, I can give you hundreds of resources. Like I've got, there are tools for everything. And like when we have people like join our community and stuff and I do YouTube videos, like I teach all this stuff. Like where's all these free tools that you can use? But one free tool that you want to use in terms of headshots is a website called photofeeler.com. Photofeeler.com. Free website. What you do is you upload your headshots to it. Then just go vote on a bunch of other people because they've all uploaded their headshots. Uh, and if okay. you vote on enough people, you'll start to get votes in. Now you want to aim for an eight or higher. You know, look, <laughs> I'm kind of a goofy looking guy a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, so you can only work with what God gave you. But that said, you can really work with a great photographer and, you know, you don't want to overly airbrush, but I mean, you could definitely present yourself in a way that I think is going to be very authentic and it's going to convey the emotion that you want. And then you'll get rated on Photo Feeler on for professional. I forget what the three categories are, but I think one of them is, you know, how important does this person look in their career? You know, how competent, how friendly, how approachable. I think some of those are in there and you're going to get rated on all that stuff. And you could also, by the way, you could also just plunk down like 20 bucks or whatever and just buy a bunch of votes. And you know what? That information is going to be super, super important because it's going to mean the difference between a yes or a no. And usually those yeses and nos earned from a better photo are going to be the higher quality ones that you want, the big invitations to do good stuff. Awesome. I love it. So if somebody who's listening decides, you know, I'd really like to learn more, what's the best way to do that? Take my free authority quiz. Absolutely free. There's no credit cards, none of that stuff. But we're actually going to go through and ask you 10. We've kind of done a cross-section of these indicators of authority. We've identified 10. I think they're going to give us a really good representative sample. We ask you 10 uh-huh. questions. Go through, answer them honestly. Okay. And you're going to find out what your authority score is. You may not be happy with where it is. But the good news is when you have clarity, you can take action. And, you know, the more clear you can be, I mean, because right now, whether it's fair or not, you're being judged on this stuff. And so my job is to at least give you clarity so you know what you can work on over the next year. So yeah, that's it. Upmyinfluence.com slash quiz. Just take it. And by the way, I will give you a personalized video when you submit the quiz. I'll give you a personalized video that will give you advice on what to do from there. I'm just going to tell you right now, most people, we're pretty low authority. And that's okay. That's like totally good news. At least you'll know what to work on now. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Well,
whether you want to stay in an environment where you're just, you know, you're working for a hospital and I think it's never been more important if you want to grow either professionally or you want to grow your own brand and kind of take it on the road and that sort of thing. It's never been more important than it is today to work on your digital indicators of authority. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly Allograph for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's 561-962-1231. On with the show. Welcome to the Red Generative Warrior Podcast. My name is Dr. Ross Carter. My guest today, we're on video today, is Josh Elledge. Welcome, Josh. How are you? Dr. Ross, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So this podcast is really for medical professionals and doctors who really want to help more people and be more successful. And when I read about you and learned about you, I was like, this is a great idea to help doctors because doctors are typically a little bit behind on times in terms of marketing themselves. And you are an expert in this area. Can you tell me more about your area of specialty. Yeah, for sure. So I've failed in business a number of times, you know, was working corporate America, you know, got enamored with the internet. And so did a number of internet, either marketing or development, you know, started some websites. And some of these businesses failed, some of them failed spectacularly. And about 12 years ago, I started a company called Savings Angel. And there was something that was different about how I started Savings Angel that made a big difference. And that is, is that I really, really focused on my visibility and my authority. And I really invested into just trying to get in front of as many audiences as possible. And that became like my A number one job. It's like, right. look, I'll systematize as much as I can on the back end, you know, hire the right people, that sort of thing. But I absolutely need to be out on stages, either virtual or literally. For me, I spent a good deal of my time actually working in radio, TV, and then I actually started writing a newspaper column. And okay. so as a result of that work, uh, started doing local radio, which then became major market radio, then syndicated radio, TV, local TV, that became syndicated TV, newspaper, started writing a local newspaper column that became a syndicated newspaper column. And all told, I've actually been in the media now over 2,000 times. And so that 
actually led to Savings Angel generated more than $6 million in revenue with, get this, less than $500 spent in advertising. So oh, well, every, we have to know the secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything we did was all about just truly, truly serving the masses and just giving away all my best stuff. And then naturally, we had products and services available for people. You know, we worked out our revenue model that way. And I think that in today's economy, it's so important that, that we often focus, if you focus on building the audience first, then... I think that that's probably a better way to go rather than just saying, well, I'm one funnel away from, you know, taking a Scrooge McDuck, you know, diving into piles of gold bullion and coins and stuff. It's generally today, you build the audience first, you find out what your audience wants and needs, and then you communicate and you serve them in a way. And then eventually you ask them, where would you like to go from here? What do you want next? Because we're not fortune tellers. We don't know what the market wants. I mean, we might have a great idea for a skin cream or something like that, but if the market rejects it, then that's a whole waste of time and money. And so it's better to truly work with a pre-built audience and then really working with them to develop what you're going to build your profit centers around. It's such a better way to do that in 2019 and beyond. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what we did. So Savings Angel, we just really, really were focused on giving the masses what they wanted, just giving tons and tons of value as a consumer educator and then that's really what led to the savings angel. And by the way, you know, with that success, this kind of brings me to phase two is, you know, I just think anytime you're successful in business, you, you should give back. And so one thing I really love doing is I love doing pro bono work for brand new startups. And I do lots of group stuff. I do lots of virtual stuff. And I've done some individual mentoring. And when I started teaching people my secrets of like how I was able to get in the media 2000 times, they started following my advice. It started working for them. And then they wanted to hire me <laughs> because they saw that, wow, if, if Josh's free stuff is this good, imagine what would happen if I actually paid the guy. And exactly. sure enough, that's what has now become up my influence where we've been able to, we turn thoughtful entrepreneurs into media celebrities. It's kind of cool what we do. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So if a doctor, would this apply as well to a doctor as opposed to, you know, someone who does other services? Yeah, absolutely. So whether you want to stay in an environment where you're just, you know, you're working for a hospital and I think it's never been more important if you want to go grow either professionally or you want to grow your own brand and kind of take it on the road and that sort of thing. If you want to advance professionally, it's never been more important than it is today to work on your digital indicators of Authority. authority. Your indicators of authority will blaze a trail for you where you will feel like you're just living a charmed life. Opportunities will come out of the woodwork. People will email you for no reason whatsoever. You just opportunities to speak, opportunities to present, new career opportunities, new employers will be reaching out to you. Why? Because they come across your work online when you invest in this work in your digital authority and you work on your indicators of authority, what stuff are these? just happens. It's like magic. But the thing is, is if you're just out there grinding it out and, you know, for my business owner friends out there, you're hunting and gathering all the time, you're in the hamster wheel. And we've got to break you out of that hamster wheel and start working on that brand so you can start 
farming instead. So we want to move you from hunter-gatherer to an agrarian society and ultimately build the civilization to last a lifetime. We're using, I'm a Civ 4, Civ 5, Civ 6 player. <laughs> okay. So what are these indicators of authority? Sure, sure. And for some people, this is going to be different, right? There are some common ones, I think, that are pretty universal. But usually the best way for me to answer that question is for me to work with someone and say, okay, let's imagine that you have 10 times the authority that you currently have in your industry. Okay, just pretend for me. What do you imagine your LinkedIn would look like? Again, if you had 10 times the authority, what would your profile image look like? What would your cover image look like? What would your intro look like? What would your work history look like? Okay, the work history and stuff, that's going to be a little bit more challenging to really push the needle on this. But just imagine like your overall branding. Okay, what would that look like? How about media opportunities? If you had 10 times the authority, what kind of things do you think would just naturally happen for you? And so if I were wanting to check you out, what do you think people would do? So usually, like if you reach out to me as a journalist and you say, Josh, I'd really love for you to talk about me in your syndicated newspaper column because I'm doing X. Right. So what would you imagine, what things do you think that I would look for to decide whether or not it's a good use of my time to intro you to my audience? Because it's not my job. It's not my job to promote your thing. But I will if I feel like interviewing you or if I feel like my audience really needs to know about your thing. I feel like as a journalist or an influencer, I feel like showcasing you is going to be a major get for me. Okay. So how can you impress me in that way? And so I would start by saying it's going to fall into three categories. Where do these indicators of authority come from? Number one, is there evidence of your success? Like, I'm going to see, well, have you been celebrated for something? Is there some way I can go to your website and I can see some sort of indication that you've actually done something? So these would be like success metrics. You know, the fact that you work with a very prestigious employer might be one, for example. The fact that you, um, be careful because this kind of blends in with number two I'm about to share, but just things like it looks like you've had good results. So when you go to Savings Angel, for example, I want you to see, okay, I see happy people here. It looks like this is a site that a lot of people go to. Like, I want to give that indication. So testimonials would qualify? Yeah, yeah. So testimonials, I think, would actually fall under number one. And that would be, again, indicators of your success. This is actually the hardest one for me to influence in reviews and in, in that sort of thing. So I would do an inventory, finding out what your greatest successes are. And I would want to make sure that that stuff is communicated very well. I'll tell right. you that our tendency is to not do this very well. Most of us feel like we're bragging, we're humble bragging. It's going to come yep. across as inauthentic. But here's the thing. You can do this in a way, and this is where I do a lot of media training, you can communicate your successes in a way where it feels authentic, where you're grateful for the opportunity. You know, having been invited by the Tony Robbins organization to teach his audience, you know, when people find out that about me, 
That's actually one where I have an agreement where I'm not allowed to advertise that, but I can tell stories about it if it comes up in conversation. I can include it in my bio. So I'm going to use everywhere that I possibly can. You know, I speak at social media marketing world, have lots of other indicators. So those would be metrics of, you know, indications of my success. Actually, those would probably, some of those would fall under category three, which I'll get to in just a second. But category two, and this is huge today, okay. is social proof. And so you better believe that if you're trying to work with, let's say you want an influencer to say something nice about you and influencers, do they have the power to instantly wave their magic wand and get you a ton of sales? Absolutely. Can influencers in your industry by networking with them, do you think that they could give you some visibility that could really help you professionally? Absolutely. And again, for different industries and different businesses, you know, those influences are going to be different, but the social proof. And so social proof would be, I go to your social media accounts. You're saying Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yes, absolutely. So Twitter is a really important one. If you want to grow professionally, like we go to conferences, usually Twitter handles are pretty all over the place, right? Yeah. So how many followers do you have? And does it look like you have decent engagement? And so if you have that, then what's going to happen psychologically is... I'm going to feel like, oh, this must be a popular place. And if other people believe in this person, this brand, I don't want to get left behind. If you are an industry expert and you've got a lot of followers, that's only going to help you professionally. Like this is one thing that HR looks at. HR looks, you know, potential employers look at social media. It is just the way things go today. And so it's really important that you have a really great social media appearance. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. And then number three, Dr. Ross, would be your associations. Who are you seen with? And I apologize, I kind of went into that with number two, but your associations. So when you are seen as being highlighted on stage when you have this other, well, let's say bad example, you know, but Dr. Oz or something like that. You know, okay. That's a, not a good necessarily. In some circles, it's a great example. Other circles would be like, oh, no way. Yeah. But let's say that uh, you're on the Dr. Oz show being celebrated for your thing. All right. Yeah. That would be an association. And for Absolutely. certain circles, that's going to be really valuable. And well, so for, you'd want to for leverage. many patients who watch that show. I mean, obviously. That, yeah. That, you know. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for a very, I'd say B to C in the B to C yes. world, I still think that there's a lot of respect there, even if he has supported some quackery <laughs> over the years. <laughs> I'm with you. So those are the three main indicators. Yeah. So it's again, it's indicators of your success would be number yeah. one. Your social proof is number two and your associations would be number three. And by the way, getting quoted in major publications and journals and that sort of thing, those are associations. Being invited to give a TEDx talk, having a Wikipedia article about you, those are, I would put as associations because those okay. are really big brands and they're like, look, if 
Ted, you know, the TEDx stage trusted this person enough to put them on stage, then I should trust them. And that's kind of what we're talking about. It's kind of like, or doing media for authority as opposed to visibility would be another reason you'd want to bump up your associations. Let's say a person wants to go have a high-end procedure. I mean, has the consumer changed the way they do things? Yeah, so one of my favorite books of this year came out in January. It's called Marketing Rebellion. It's written by Mark Schaefer, who's a friend of mine. And this book, listen, if there's one book you read, if you want to know where the market has been and is headed, it's this book. Consumers, and we're all consumers. And I don't care who you're talking to. If you're talking to a room of investors, if you're talking to a board of medical professionals, if you're talking to, you know, a board of your peers, you know, whatever it is, okay, they are all going to make, we're all consumers. And so we make judgments. We look for things before we even take a meeting, before we respond to an email, before we return a phone call, before we say, yeah, sure, let's have her come and and present to the board or whatever. Okay, we're all going to do our, what we consider to be due diligence. And another thing, and this is an interesting psychological phenomenon that I've seen, is that there is a belief that Dr. Ross, you probably think you're a really, really good judge of character, and you probably are. And we also sometimes believe, most of us, that we have an uncanny ability to figure people out at a level that other people can't. And so we all pride ourselves on our ability to figure people out really, really quickly. At some level, we have this belief. But all we're doing is just using the tools. See, I learned this for 12 years of being a consumer advocate and a consumer expert, is studying consumer behavior. I saw this. And in fact, 12 years ago, I was saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't buy that furniture until you use this tool, this tool, this tool, and this website, and this website, and this website to figure out whether or not that's a smart decision. Because we all have instant access to check people out and it's freely available, we're going to use it. Everybody knows how to use these tools now. And so what your job should be is if you want to be mindful of your own personal brand and your presence, you got to get there before they do. You got to fix this stuff. So we can go through a bunch of these different, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, you know, I mentioned TED and, you know, TEDx and have a Wikipedia article and, you know, being in the media, that sort of thing. There's a lot you can spend time on, which is why sometimes it, you know, it might make sense that you bring in some experts to kind of help you out on this because there are a lot of places you can be. Well, okay. So if a doctor was like, where would I start? What's some things I can immediately do maybe to start this process of improving my influence and my authority? Step one is that you need to have a great headshot. I cannot stress this enough in today's economy. I've done a lot of research on the power of a headshot and it is our calling card. Like hundreds of thousands of people are going to see that headshot. And, you know, the picture's worth a thousand words, all that kind of stuff. It really, really matters. We consumers have never been more inundated with noise. And so sometimes all you're going to get is a split second of someone's attention. And then based on, and it's usually going to be your headshot. Like it's either going to be, that headshot's going to be in the signature email. They're going to see it on social media. They're going to see it somewhere, somehow connected with some sort of impression. 
associated with you. And they are going to make a judgment. And that judgment of that headshot will determine whether they go to step two or not. We're the Tinder generation now. We're at swipe left, swipe right, and we do that within a nanosecond. So it's probably the best use to your two, $300 to go get really great headshots. But you need to understand that not all photographers understand what's truly going to perform. You need to go in ahead of time and say, my biggest thing that I need to convey is X. Right. Now, for a lot of folks in the medical field, one of those things that you're going to want to communicate is competence. Like you need to communicate authority, competence, and respect, especially if you're not as much consumer focused, right? If you're like direct consumer and you have like, you're selling a skincare line or some something that, you know, an app or something that consumers are buying, then what I would urge you to do would be to sprinkle in more and more approachableness, so okay. take a look at the big, big, big doctor, you know, brands, you know, Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Raz, Dr. Phil, you know, whatever, you know, these folks that are on the fringes of medicine, but nonetheless, there they are and they've got a successful brand like them or not. Take a look at their headshots. And so generally what you want to do is you want to look at the most successful people in your space, the ones that always seem to get all of the respect. And sometimes it makes you mad how much they get take a look at their headshots and you want to emulate a lot of what you see there, what they're wearing, what's in the background. I would say, you know, in some cases, like it's interesting what we get judged on. The fact that I'm wearing an Apple watch and the fact that I'm wearing a dark band for a wedding band that communicates something. I'm wearing a black collared shirt right now. What you see in my background, if you're watching this video, you see some video stuff in the background. What's going on there? Okay, all of this stuff is all very intentional. So when we do media training, man, I can't stress how important this stuff is. Now, if you can figure this stuff out, a lot of this stuff is kind of like this final 20 yard stuff, but it can mean the difference. Again, to go back to the dating metaphor, let's say on a scale from one to 10, you're like an eight, right? You've got it together, but your picture conveys seven, you're not going to attract a nine. You're just not. It's too far away. You might attract an eight, generally not. Mostly you're going to attract other sevens and below. And so what we want to do is if you're an eight, we want to come up with an image and a profile and a photo that communicates a nine. And when you do that, you're going to attract the other nines. The same thing happens, by the way, for like investors, partners, you know, every invitation that you want. We want the best invitations possible. And the only way to get that is you've got to communicate your best self out there. It's about lowering this digital barrier because that's what we're leading with. You know, when we communicate with people in person, I mean, that's our best shot for people to truly get who we really are. I mean, they're going to feel our energy, our presence, our charisma, you know, or lack thereof, our confidence or lack thereof. You know, we're going to be able to feel so much, but generally that's where you're almost always going to get your highest score is in person. But the reality is we do so little commerce in person today. It's all digital. It's all electronic. And then hopefully eventually at some point we'll move to the in-person, but maybe not so. So it's really important that you get your online presence to communicate your true score or better. Most of us are communicating way below where we really are. Excellent. I guess I better go take some headshots. 
It, uh, <laughs> listen, in terms of return on investment, okay, oh, 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 let me give you a free resource. When you get the headshots done, And I would recommend you take like your three best headshots. Now, I want you to bookmark this website. By the way, I can give you hundreds of resources. Like, there are tools for everything. And like when we have people like join our community and stuff, and I do YouTube videos, like I teach all this stuff. Like, where's all these free tools that you can use? But one free tool that you want to use in terms of headshots is a website called photofeeler.com. Photofeeler. F-E-E-L-E-R.com. Free website. What you do is you upload your headshots to it. Then just go vote on a bunch of other people because they've all uploaded their headshots. Uh, and okay. if you vote on enough people, you'll start to get votes in. Now you want to aim for an eight or higher. You know, look, <laughs> I'm kind of a goofy looking guy a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, so you can only work with what God gave you. But that said, you can really work with a great photographer and, you know, you don't want to overly airbrush, but I mean, you could definitely present yourself in a way that I think is going to be very authentic and it's going to convey the emotion that you want. And then you'll get rated on Photo Feeler on for professional. I forget what the three categories are, but I think one of them is, you know, how important does this person look in their career? You know, how competent, how friendly, how approachable. I think some of those are in there and you're going to get rated on all that stuff. And you could also, by the way, you could also just plunk down like 20 bucks or whatever and just buy a bunch of votes. And you know what? That information is going to be super, super important because it's going to mean the difference between a yes or a no. And usually those yeses and nos earned from a better photo are going to be the higher quality ones that you want, the big invitations to do good stuff. Awesome. I love it. So if somebody who's listening decides, you know, I'd really like to learn more, what's the best way to do that? Take my free authority quiz. It's absolutely free. There's no credit cards, none of that stuff. But we're actually going to go through and ask you 10. We've kind of done a cross-section of these indicators of authority. We've identified 10. I think they're going to give us a really good representative sample. We ask you 10 uh-huh. questions. Go through, answer them honestly. And you're going to find out what your authority score is. You may not be happy with where it is. But the good news is when you have clarity, you can take action. And, you know, the more clear you can be, I mean, because right now, whether it's fair or not, you're being judged on this stuff. And so my job is to at least give you clarity so you know what you can work on over the next year. So yeah, that's it. Upmyinfluence.com slash quiz. Just take it. And by the way, I will give you a personalized video when you submit the quiz. I'll give you a personalized video that will give you advice on what to do from there. I'm just going to tell you right now, most people, we're pretty low authority. And that's okay. That's like totally good news. At least you'll know what to work on now. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.